Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, as it is always. Um, we have a fun episode this week uh, here at the office. If you guys aren't just rapidly following University Fellowship Church on social media, I'm staring at the door. It's just it the empty space. No door. No door. Yeah, we have no doors in the office. So if you guys hear any background noise, which I doubt you will, but we do have some folks in the office with us today. So um, this week we've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. How are you? I am so good. We're, good. we're, uh, we had an exciting morning this morning. We did. We had all of the kids here for mm-hmm. sports camp, yeah. which was great. Yeah. My daughter is five. And so mm-hmm. this was the first, she's done like elementary blast before, but this was like the first big deal. First camp. Yeah. With yeah. all the big kids. Too. She, we opened the sliding door in the van and Fiora, or Ellie, her three-year-old sister said, Fiora, did you have so much fun? And my little, <laughs> little big old heart just melted. So so much fun. And I'm hot and sweaty and ready for lunch. Yes, pink faced and just <laughs> hopefully she she crashes tonight. But we'll see. Um, so what have you got? What have you been chewing on this week? Well, I have actually been chewing on what we talked about last time. So I, I think that's the purpose of Eat the Scroll, right? You hear, did it. hear some of the things that people are learning and it gets you thinking as well. And so last time we were when I got to interview you, which was so much yeah. fun. Yeah. We talked about authority and God's authority in our life. And so it got me thinking about more about authority and stewardship and submission. And we were really only scratched the tip of the iceberg last time. Yes. So I thought maybe we could scratch a little more off the iceberg today. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> if I keep it just ambiguous enough, then people are going, hmm, what did he mean by that? What is that? And then they get to thinking. But yeah. um, well, cool. We'll take it away. Yeah, well, so last time what you were saying um, talked about our authority in relationship with God and our mm-hmm. relationship with others. Mm-hmm. And so the things that I were, was hearing and thinking about was um, we have been given authority by God in certain situations in life mm-hmm. um, over others. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in contrast, we've also been put in situations where we are in submission to others. Yeah. And so I started like going back through and looking through scriptures, like, well, what authority have we been given? Mm-hmm. And um, and the main main example was from the Genesis passage that you had talked about, um, and that God has given Ad- Adam and Eve the the authority to be fruitful and multiply and to make things flourish, yeah. essentially. And so then that kind of carries over then to the authority that maybe. Um, a parent and a child would have, or a boss and a, an employee, or a husband and a wife. Um, but really, the authority that we have is all based on the fact that we have been given it by God. Right. And so, if we have been given authority to make choices and to do things um, f- for Him, um, that's actually more stewardship. So I was trying to like mm-hmm. wrestle through like the difference between authority and stewardship and what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so, because we are still under His ultimate authority. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not a matter of autonomy. We're not autonomous beings in Mm -hmm. that we operate in a self-sufficient manner. Yes. We are sustained. We are conditional beings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so therefore we have freedom to, and been given authority to help make choices and decisions, Mm -hmm. but we are still responsible to our ultimate authority. Yeah. Who, which we have in in our heavenly Father, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, for me as um, a woman, we often talk a lot about authority in the context of marriage. Sure, and f- as a woman, that 
for us, that's submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the word that everybody hates. Yes, yeah. I can hear the cries all over the city. <laughs> so what do you think of when you think of submission, Chris? Oh, man. When I think of submission, well, uh, you know, I'm married, have been 12 years, so mm-hmm. marriage is a great example. The other types of relationships where authority is involved, a boss. And, but it, to me, when I think, my first instinct isn't... Um, like a, uh, like the context of a slave and a master. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of honor and um, and I think that there are times where, and my wife and I both certainly do this mm-hmm. with each other, where it's like, hey, I don't really get it, but you seem to have a real good idea on this, so I'm just going to go with mm-hmm. what you're suggesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that um, in Ephesians, before the the, the famous passage of husbands yeah. and wives, like right before it in verse 21 in chapter. Five, it's submit to one another out of reference for Christ. Mm-hmm. So there's this mutual submission that then sets that up. And um, actually, I love what Kathleen Harwood describes as submission. Uh-huh. She goes, submission is a gift that we give to somebody else, mm-hmm. where we put them and their needs and their wants in front of our own. Yeah. And and so the part of that whole act of submission to, with one another or with husbands and wives is we're putting that person above ourself. Yeah. Which is what Christ did. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's not a controversial Mm -hmm. cultural idea at all. Like we, you know, we, we definitely, uh, that was sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's too dry. You guys, it's too dry. Um, yeah. Our culture doesn't agree with that kind of principle at all. Right. Our culture really focuses on self and Mm -hmm. what you do for self. And, um, you have to be an advocate for yourself. And while there's elements of that, that, are fine. Yeah. The 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 heart behind what I think scripture is saying is yes, yourself is important because God made you, but now you can give of yourself to others. Yeah. And and what does that look like to help them flourish? Right. Um, and so we as our pa- as parents, even though we are the authority, we give much of ourselves to our kids for their flourishing. Yeah. Um, we get up in the middle of the night to feed a baby. <laughs> yep. Again and again yeah. and again. <laughs> we pick up those socks again. We are patient as we instruct them for the 50th time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how it works. And so there's this element of um, submission that is reflective of Christ because mm-hmm. we're his image bearers through our authority and through our submission yeah. and how those play out. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I know uh, in the context of the culture, uh, it was alluded to briefly, just this idea of advocacy. And, you know, I've heard people say, I'm just going to focus on myself for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking with somebody recently about how, um, again, there's a f- thread that mm-hmm. is good there, but how easy it is to get sucked into that where you've, you've navel gazed too long mm-hmm. and um your the relationships that you could be impacting around you have suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you will often hear the the analogy of the airplane where you have to put your mask on first. Yeah, and there you know there's definitely truth about mm-hmm. that. But as you said, if we stay in that spot, then we're not actually doing what we have been called to do. Right. Um, and so uh, I think same as like when we read scripture, we read the whole thing in its big context, and then we look at the little piece, and then we look at the little piece in the context of the big piece. And I think that's the same for. For us when we talk about being an advocate or self-care. Yeah. So we have that little piece of us and we do have to reflect and it, it hopefully results in praise in our Heavenly Father for how he's made us. But then it, we don't stay there. We go back out mm-hmm. and we see the people around us. And at some point we come back in. So it's it's not something that's static that we where we stay. 
Yeah. It's not the goal. <laughs> Question. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that there's any uh, mechanism at work mm-hmm. in, even when we're in a deficit, Mm-hmm. And at a time where it's like we all of our instincts say preserve, protect, take mm-hmm. care of me, mm-hmm. that we actually find healing or progress or fruit in saying, yeah, I have all these needs. That's not going away. Um, but I'm going to put my focus outward. Do you find that there's actually kind of a a remedy to the actual problem when that happens? Was that clear at all? Um, I think so. Okay. So uh, let me attempt, and then you can ask ask more questions. Yeah. I I do think sometimes we get so self-focused on our own needs that we would never break out and help somebody else. And what we find is when we do turn around and help somebody else, it does often bring healing to self. That being said, if we only do that, we still haven't um, taken care of some of the issues of self. It's really Mm -hmm. easy to distract ourselves from the issues that we need to deal with by serving others and feel like it feels healing. Um, And so I think that there needs to be a a little bit of a balance with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it really, it's easy. And I, I see that in myself where it's easy to think mm-hmm. in on-off binary, you know, mm-hmm. black and white terms. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and I think how we fill ourselves up is important mm-hmm. too. Um, that also can be really self-focused. Um, but I also look at the feasts and mm-hmm. Sabbath. We mm-hmm. were given a whole, a way to rest, a way to fill up, but it wasn't focused on us. It was focused on him. Yeah. Um, and so in order for us to have that authority over somebody else and be able to see and serve them well out of the outpouring of who we are, we have to be rested mm-hmm. in Christ and who we are. And so sometimes you do need to pull back and remember that and rest. Yeah. It's not always just about doing for healing, but it often involves both. Yeah. I, I think it's a matter of sufficiency of, of relying on God for um, our completeness, our wholeness, our exactly. healing, our energy, mm-hmm. our attitudes. Um, there are a lot of times, a lot of conversations I've had or heard about, um, uh, you know, anytime we think about adjusting our behavior, our attitude, or those pieces, we can sometimes be tricked into thinking that it's a, it's simply an exercise of our willpower mm-hmm. and how strong am I? And why am I just not strong enough to accomplish this thing or to stop feeling these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I talk about it a lot. It's like, okay, are you plugged into Christ? Is this all rooted in Christ? Because there is that agency that we mm-hmm. play that we're talking about, um, but it is easy to overemphasize the doing. Well, I think God often brings us to a place where we can't do it on our own anymore. Boy, that's the truth. And and um, so, yes. So he brings us to a place where we can't do it on our own, where we have to come to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably intentional. <laughs> yeah, I was just, um, well, I was teaching the fourth and fifth graders this last Sunday mm-hmm. at children's uh, school, ch- children's class. Sunday school. Sunday, thank you. Uh, we made it. Uh, <laughs> and we were in Psalm 51, you know, uh-huh. David um, having um, stolen Bathsheba, yes. killed Uriah, and was super... torn up about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. lamenting. And one of the lines in there that struck me was he says, let these bones that you've broken rejoice. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking about the idea that a good father disciplines his children. Mm -hmm. That discipline drives us back to him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if that's some of us, I know both my children are very different. And so what works with one child doesn't always work with the other child Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And so I think that is one of the things that God will 
use yeah. for some of us maybe more stubborn children of his <laughs> yeah. who, who need Not that. Heads. And and so there's different ways that God uses those those sufferings or those hardships to then draw us back to him and cause us to be in a place where we have to abide in him. We can't just say, "Oh, I'm done. I've got it. I can do this on my own." Yeah. And and so that's that's part of being under his authority. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the key of uh, when things get out of balance is when mm-hmm. we try to use or leverage our own authority, our own agency, separate. Outside of God's authority. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, have you seen any particular challenges in your life in this arena where you're like, okay, because I, <laughs> I can think of about a oh thousand my. examples. <laughs> I which, put you on the spot. Which one to pick from? <laughs> no, I um, tend to be a pretty self-sufficient um, person. Yeah. And, and so I, I have been brought to different places that I can just no longer do it myself. And, and I like to be one of those people who can love and serve people well and kind of mold or try to shape what their answers might be and who, mm-hmm. and how they want to, um, how they want to do things, which then t- tends to manipulate, be manipulation, which is not what God's yeah. When we talk about submission, but that's where my heart tends to go because I want people to make the same decisions that I've made and I that's out of my control. Mm-hmm. And so when I when God brings me to that place of remembering that um it is not my job to make people um do what I want them to do mm-hmm. or to make those decisions, but that he's got that part, I just have a, a different role. I have to be faithful even if it's not successful in the way that I see it as successful. Yeah, And so it causes me then to pause regularly since I have people in my life regularly who I wish I could make decisions for all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only I was in control. Exactly. <laughs> and figure out, okay, what does it mean to be a good steward in this, in this scenario? How can I live out that submission piece and help this person flourish, even if it doesn't look like what I wanted it to look like? Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between coercion and submission. Yeah, and and so we're called to mutually submit to one another, not one person submit and one person coerce the other person. Um, and so I see I see it a lot often in relationships that mm-hmm. I, I I want control of things and mm-hmm. I can't control things. And so yeah, that's something that God uses regularly to to draw me back into a place of abiding mm-hmm. in Him. You touched on I think an important piece of the equation being that we can abuse this mm-hmm. for all the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> for all the right reasons, but then right? we're just manipulating behavior and right. not the heart. Yeah, we can, mm-hmm. even with good intentions, come into it. And, you know, I think parenting is probably a, a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's like, okay, I would really like to use the rod <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to get this, but what I need to do is I need to slow down. I need to connect. Mm-hmm. I need to talk this through. You know, and when you're doing that with a three or five year old, it's for adults. Even when you're doing it with a, an adult, mm-hmm. that's a frustrating experience. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so there, there's an element of like in that scenario of like understanding where that child is coming from. And that doesn't mean that you let them off the hook. There's sure. still a discipline and a training aspect, mm-hmm. but it comes from a different place, a place of submission as opposed to coercion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like. Just to summarize that this idea of authority and mm-hmm. in, in agency or dominion, um, this responsibility God has given us is best expressed in the context of submitting it to one another, to mm-hmm. loving each other, putting each other first. Um, all ideas that, lo and behold, 
our scriptures replete with. It's full of these exactly. these concepts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think that's a great way to kind of summarize it in that how we live under God's authority, given whatever he's called us to do, it's, it's from a place of stewardship and submission. What are some questions mm-hmm. that you might encourage somebody to ask themselves to help identify, am I, am I leveraging this? Am I using this like mm-hmm. a prod to the people around me or the situations around me or, or am I doing this well? Hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? I'll put it back over. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think it, it does. It does come down to asking yourself, you know, what? It, why do I want this yeah. particular behavior? Mm-hmm. Is it a reflection? Uh, for example, with the parent and the child, is it is going to reflect on me poorly? Then, of course, I want this child to behave in a certain way, but that's not actually taking care of that yeah. child's heart. Um, so, asking the motive behind often shows us where that. Yeah, that makes me think too. Uh, if you ask yourself, maybe, how would I feel if this goes as poorly as it could? Mm-hmm. Like, what would my visceral response be if none of this goes the way I want to? Mm-hmm. And that too might be that good barometer. <laughs> go, I'd come unglued. That's okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> maybe exactly. it's about me and not them. <laughs> well, and and looking around to the people who you do have authority over, or you are most closely engaged with and it's like, are they flourishing? Yeah. Or are they angry? Or are they bitter? And and that's not always your responsibility, but it kind of can give you hints in that direction that maybe there is something that needs to change. Yeah. General temperature of the mm-hmm. pool. General temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, any um, final thoughts on authority and submission and relationships? Oh, I'm sure there's a whole lot more to talk about. I'm just thankful you, solved start, it. you started the conversation yeah. and then we solved it. We're good. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah. Well, I think this is an, an essential conversation that is, mm-hmm. is worth considering. We all have relationships. Yep. Um, we all have uh, an authority or an agency to, to live with an ethic in this life where we treat each other certain ways. And um, in probably the piece that rings the truest in my heart is we all have um, we are all held responsible mm-hmm. for those things. And so I want to be a good steward of that exactly. as well. So, so be a good steward, Chris. Be a good steward. Man, <laughs> I need to hear that every day. Let's put it on my me phone. Me too. <laughs> remind me. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. I know it's been a tiring but good day. It's and been so, a full day. It has. But I'm sitting down in an air-conditioned office, not yes. chasing kids in the hot sun, which was fun. But it this was. is cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, it was lots of fun. Yeah. Just high energy and hot. Yeah. Yeah. The temperature, that'll sap the strength. So come on out. (laughs) (laughs) For tomorrow. Yes. Yep. That'll be happening through the end of the week. And um, we've just been, I was certainly encouraged to see all the kids there. Lots and lots of them. Mm -hmm. So, Well, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. And uh, listener, we will get you next time. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. 